I was trying to figure out. I was trying to interpret it the best way I could for myself. Interpret it. In, wait, wait. That would be interpret. Interpret when you when you when you when you uh, in, in post when, when you're splicing this one up and you hear yourself say <laughs> interpret that'll be a good one. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different band and we break it down. We do all the research we could possibly do. We find out all the little secrets about these records and these bands and we let everyone else know because, you know, this is Asinine Radio. That's what we do. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate it, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Please give us five stars on, on Apple Podcasts because... That means a lot. Outside of actually listening, that means a lot. So go do that. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Now, Jeff, what uh, what are we doing today? What do we got? We're doing cake. I forgot the album. Comfort Eagle. Comfort Eagle. Cake formed in Sacramento, California in 1991 by John McCrea on vocals, Vince DiFiore on trumpet, Greg Brown on guitar, Sean McFelsel on bass, and Frank French on drums. They currently have six full-length records, two EPs, one live album, one compilation, and have sold several million albums worldwide. But that one we're doing today is Comfort Eagle. It's the band's fourth album. It was released July 24th, 2001. 
It features John McCrea on vocals, Vince DiFiore on trumpet, Zan McCurdy on guitar, Gabriel Nelson on bass, Todd Roper on drums, Tyler Pope on keys. And while not being their most popular album, it features one of their bigger hits of their career. So, Jeff, what do you have? Uh, what, what are your What is your origin story with Cake? What do you got? The band. I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. I. I think before this week, I've probably only heard five or six Cake songs, and my origin story is probably just Short Skirt or The Distance at some point in that and in, in that era, and because those songs on the surface are very similar, I. I just. I never listened to Cake because I. I felt like okay, I heard those and. They all sound pretty the same, so I, I, I get it. I get the band. Um, okay, understandable. I don't think there's a lot more to the band, but I think that's that's purposeful. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have, like, any real origin story other than, than when most people saw the videos for these songs and, and then forgot about them and then hear them during karaoke or on coming on the, the speakers at the mall or something. I don't know. That's it. Okay. All right, that's... That's that's an origin story. I yeah. mean, that's what I wanted. That's what I was asking for. That's what you so. asked for. That's what you got. That's what I got. So my origin story with this band, the first time I ever heard them was Short Skirt, Long Jacket, and it was the video on MTV. That was the first time I ever saw it. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And, of course, I recorded it on a VHS tape. And then, like, shortly after it, they released another version of it, the New York version of it recorded that one too and i would just watch those two videos all the time me me and friend of the pod sean we were just obsessed with the the two different music videos for that song for short skirt long jacket and we to the point where we knew where everybody what everybody was going to say at what point of the song like we were just obsessed with those videos and it was stupid it was really stupid and then going through high school uh like early part of high school friend of the pod jessica uh she her her mom really liked cake so anytime we would go to her house or we'd go her mom would take us somewhere she'd always throw cake on so i just heard i just heard comfort eagle so many times and fashion nugget so many times uh in high school so that's my origin story and then ever since like post high school i never really went back to them unless i came across the the short skirt long jacket video never really went back to them but yeah that's that's my origin story Okay. Very short-lived. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all then, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is Ask Night Radio. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, <laughs> no. So then what are your, uh, what are your after this week and after listening to all their records, uh, what are your initial thoughts on um, Comfort Eagle? So, well, I got I to gotta take it back a little bit. I got I to gotta go back to okay. Motorcade. After listening okay. to Motorcade, I, I was, I was entranced. I I was over the moon. I could not believe that the band that did Short Skirt, which is a fine song. It's not a great song. It's a it's fine a great song. song. Get out of here. It's nostalgic. It's fine. Such a cock. Um, but Motorcade, I thought was just, it was absolutely mind-blowing to me. It was unbelievable. And I i started, like, after, after I listened to their first four and then going into Pressure Chief, which I did not like, I realized this band is a joke band. This band is a band that purposely never changed their sound. This is a band that prided themselves 
on such simplicity that like only they could pull off. If you look at like their album mm-hmm. covers, who they are as like people, <laughs> like their music that they do, everything is so fucking basic, but it's not basic enough to be dumb. It's just it's just nuanced enough to kind of thrust them into like their own category. And even still today, like there's nobody that sounds like them. There really isn't. And and they can be indie at times. They can be like alternative at times and they can, but like overall they're just, they're cake. And even the, the, the their name cake, like I've, I've always thought until this week it was in reference to like a birthday cake, a cake you eat, but it's, it's not, it's in reference to like shit stuck under your shoe. Like, your shoes are all caked up with gunk. Like that's the cake that they're referencing. <laughs> and you can't get it off. When yeah. naming this band. And it's so, man, it is so on point with this band. Like you just can't get it's away so from this point. sound. It's so on point and so subtle at the same time. Like, I don't know. It's just, that's kind of what, it's the subtlety of this band that makes them so interesting because they're not over the top quirky. They're not over the top anything. They're just kind of, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's a weird combination <laughs> of things that 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 involve this band. I they, don't know. They try so hard to be normal and basic, and in doing so, they're unique because nobody yeah, tries yeah. to be normal. Nobody tries to be basic, but Cake does. Bizarre. They're, man. they're super cool, man. They're super cool. Yeah, they're 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 a thousand times cooler than I ever thought this this week was going to be like. <laughs> Oh God. Okay, so so my my kind of initial thoughts on this record, I, I it's really this album, Comfort Eagle and Fashion Nugget, were the only ones I had ever heard. Like I said, because of when I was in high school, that's all I ever listened to uh, from them. So I was familiar with that, and I just was expecting more of just that, and I was looking forward to it. I was excited, and then after hearing Motorcade, Motorcade just was fucking great. It was so good, and then hearing how they kind of progress into the more electronic stuff, which was really cool too. I, I think I think they're just a solid band through and through. There's nothing like spectacular about them, but there are moments that are really really good. Definitely really fantastic moments. But the, and this is one of those records. There there's some there's not there's not really a low moment on this record, but when they shine, they do it really well. And uh, I, I think it's great. So, do we have any stinkers on this one? No. No. Okay. Nothing even uh, close to a stinker. I, I, I have, I, a, I have I a lot of okays, but there's nothing even like I even considered that it would even kind of be a stinker. True, true. I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. So there are 11 songs on here. I have five bangers. The rest are okay to good. So what, what do you want to... I mean, I guess we could start with Short Skirt, or do you want to start with your biggest banger, or what do you want to do? No, we, we already played Short Skirt, so let's, let's get into Short Skirt. That's not my biggest banger. Okay, that is my biggest banger. By the way, because I'm basic, so okay. So, so what do you got on this one? What's what's what? What do you got written? What do you got, what do you think about it's it? It's an interesting song, and after all these years, it still interests me. And this song is just this band is about building tension, and it's the way he's <laughs> the way he delivers everything. It's 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 just like constantly you're waiting for something to happen, but it never does. <laughs> on this album, on the previous album, on the next album. It's like they released yeah. five fucking albums of just crescendo. And it's just, it's unbelievable that this band is so, 
these are plain old people. This is this band yeah. is so vanilla, but it's like who wants to be vanilla? Cake is the only band that I can think of that strives <laughs> to be vanilla and they just absolutely slay it. And, yeah. and this song is like a perfect is a I don't know, is a perfect example of that. There's there's a little bit of there's a little bit going on here. Like there's some weird hi hat usage. Like there's some mm-hmm. there's some hitting there, some stuttering and weird rhythms that he's using. Bass is very low, very deep. Overall, across all of their albums, the bass is my favorite part. I think the bass is is always just he won't shut up. He's just constantly going, never mm-hmm. stops. And then I, yeah. like I don't know for such a basic song and such a stupid song. There are other little things here too, like the pause. The pause is so long. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, really- <laughs> it's like it's one millisecond away from being too long. It is just <laughs> long enough. I know. The, the band the band is like I said, they're all about subtlety and they they're one of the best at it. The the self the self deprecating subtlety of it all is if that's a good way of describing them. But I, that's what they are. They're, they're very self de- self deprecating, lyrically, musically, how they treated the, how they treat themselves in music videos. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. That's dude. That's another thing too about like the the videos that we'll talk about here is, is short skirt and long jacket. Like it's a reaction video essentially. Mm-hmm. But this is not like a a reaction video worthy song. Right, this is not some like super crazy speed metal, and you're going into like the heart of Alabama to play it, or some yeah. crazy hip hop stuff going into, you know, expensive, rich, carefree white people Arizona. This is, it's like the song's fine, and then to get like boring reactions from people about a boring <laughs> song is what this song is about, and in it, in essence, like that sounds boring, but it's fucking fantastic. It's so fascinating. And and then in the video for it too, there are so many moments where it's just like a shot of somebody just with no facial expressions. Not, they're not saying anything. They're just literally just standing there listening for like a good five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and it's almost to the point where it's unsettling, but then it jumps to somebody else. And you're like, okay, like you're not annoyed. You're not frustrated. It's just that perfect <laughs> amount of time of making it slightly awkward, but not uncomfortable why, they're, they're why is that why is that funny like like it's so funny eating a delicious slice of pizza is one thing and then eating a shitty slice of pizza is one thing but eating like a mediocre slice of pizza like who wants to watch that and that's what this that's what this fucking video is about and what makes the video really great too i it might be the is the new york version i think it's a new york version where at the very where they at the very end they have the german tourist Oh yeah, I missed the rising action. Yeah, the rising action, and that's that perfectly, absolutely perfectly sums up this band. Nothing happens. You can, (laughs) you can, so good. And that's what's so great about it because John McCrea directed the videos. Like he was the guy who who it was his idea. It was his videos, and to to put that at the end of the video, I think is the best thing he could have possibly done. (laughs) That I missed the rising action. Like one of the most purest. One of the purest things you could possibly say about this band is just how there is no rising action. There's nothing going on with it's this wild. band. This band is so vanilla. This band takes like the Primus sucks, like like mindset, <laughs> and yeah. and just like amplifies that into like yes, Cake does really suck. 
Like we are not good in any way. <laughs> and then let's continuously do the same thing over and over and over and love But then it, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so confusing. Oh my gosh, dude. The video is so good. And that's not even like the most boring video here, right? Because that's the other video that we'll get into is even more drab and boring and I know. lame and like awful and stupid and great at the same time. Yeah, but then it's like, so, so, I mean, we'll get, I guess we'll talk about this song later, but so we'll get into that video later, but. But Short Skirt's uh, fine. It's, 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 uh, it's iconic. It's, it's my 3B. It opens up with it that trumpet? My, it's my 3B. Oh, 3B, huh? Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think there are two other songs that, that I really, really like that I didn't know I was going to like. So maybe it's just because I've heard it so many damn times. Yeah, I guess. But it's also it, in this song in Short Skirt, Long Jacket too, the the part when when it does stop, and then it's the drum roll back into that doo doo doom doom doom. It is the it is so basic. It's what every fucking band has <laughs> ever done in in the history of music. Just that that roll back in to the to the song. But they just perfected it. They just perfected the the awkwardness of a song. I, but I, not to be like a caricature of themselves. I don't know. It's they're such a weird band. I think that's like a good thing. Like, no, you like you're right. Kind of on that one is is Cake is a band that was unique to start with, and then became a joke of their former self. But their former self was already a joke, and so the mm-hmm. joke just kept getting more and more crazy and stupid with every yeah. subsequent release. Really, really has, <laughs> really has. <laughs> So what do you got what do you got lyrically on this one? Uh I thought this was like a play on unrealistic expectations on significant mm-hmm. others. Like Yeah, that's what I got too. My my favorite line from this song has always been the touring the facility and picking up slack line. <laughs> yeah. Like I've always imagined like like somebody who you know, some fat cat who's rich enough to just buy a fucking facility. And then on their first day of touring the facility they just bought, they're already pin- they're already picking out stuff that they could do better. Like, oh, that guy's not working hard enough. That guy's not doing this. It's like, bro, you just fucking bought the place. Relax. That's that's <laughs> that's how I picture this line as, as as going. Okay, I the one line I've always liked was was in that same verse, and it's and it's with fingernails that shine like justice and a voice that is dark like tinted glass. It's not really the lyrics, it's how he he says it. Because they're I you know, honestly, I can't even explain how I feel how I feel about it because it's not he just has this slight way of of enunciating certain words, but I can't even explain how how he does it. The way I don't know the way it's he, almost like a positive way he says it. Like with fingernails that shine like justice. I, I don't know. It, I didn't even. I did that. Not do that justice at all. But, but the way I he sings, I, I was I was thinking about it this week. The way he sings is kind of twofold. One, it's how we make fun of each other. Like, oh, my name is Ryan. I am an asshole. <laughs> like that thing. And then also, like when Peter's is mimicking like John Wayne. I'm John Wayne Pilgrims. Like that. Wait, who was that? That Family Guy, right? When Peter was Peter, Peter Griffin. I'm yeah. John Wayne Pilgrims. No. Okay. Are you thinking of Arrested Development instead? No, that definitely wasn't. Because Arrested Development was not funny. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Don't try so no. hard. Arrested Development was not funny. 
but that's that's how I feel like like he sings is is, is a is an over exaggeration of how you would make fun of somebody else, but that's how he sings. That's how he yeah. that's his delivery, which in essence is making fun of himself. That's yeah, it's true. Man, that's good stuff. It's good stuff. Three B. That was your one B. That's my one B. Yeah. Right, okay. I, All right. This is the best on the record. I I I've never never ever gotten sick of this song. It's fantastic. Okay. So uh, so you want to move on to the next one? Sure. What do you got for your two B? Or no, wait. What was your one B? That wasn't my one B. So. No. What was your one B? Pretty pink ribbon. A ribbon. Really? Who wants to wear a ribbon? Like from Seinfeld. Really? What? No, I don't remember that. That's right. That's right. So the, so then, so what do you like about about the song, dude? This is just a fun, danceable song, and really, I don't even really know what it is about this song. I think it's just so fun. I think it's funny. I think it's cute. I think it's it's poppy. I I it just it really connected. I really liked it. I dug it. I got into it. Interesting. See, I see what I what I put down in my notes was that this is just like a a. a a pretty basic alt rock song with a lot of palm muted downstrokes. And then you throw in like some, some cool little effects and some trumpet throughout it. But other, otherwise it's just, it's a very kind of like, I guess you could say like Weezer, like mid nineties Weezer. Right well, it's here. very repetitive. I mean, there's, there's really yeah. no chorus. There's no verse. He just, he's repeating the same stanza over and over, but changing the words up a little bit. And it's just it's a repetitive song that kind of I don't know, that kind of showcases their 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 seemingly ineptitude at writing a good song, but it is a good song. <laughs> I don't know this one. This one wasn't a banger for me. Well, that's that's wrong. For one, <laughs> that's wrong. This and this song was probably the most confusing song to me because I, lyrically, I I couldn't I couldn't. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to interpretate it the best way I could for myself. Interpretate it. And wait, wait. That would be interpret. Interpret. When you, when you, when you, when you, when you uh, in post, when, when you're splicing this one up, and you hear yourself <laughs> say interpretate, oh, that'll no. be a good one. Interpretate. That'll no. be a fun one. Interpretate. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's so bad. It's so terrible. It's no. It's pretty. You know, it's it's all right. <laughs> interpret. Just interpret. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a mess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about lyrically in this song. I, I figure it out. So for one, I I I had no idea that he wrote songs that were not completely just stupid. There's there's actual meaning to a lot of his songs, if not all of his songs. This one this one seemed to be kind of like a joke also. This one was about how easy women have it. They can wear their tight jeans and get away with a lot of stuff because they're women. But if you dig a little deeper, he puts so much emphasis, so much focus on the you'd end up just like me part of his of his singing that I think he's trying to say how miserable it is being a man. You know, like, you know, you have it so easy, women. But in doing so, he's also contributing to how miserable it is being a woman. So it's this okay. like cyclical self-deprecating thing where he shits on somebody else and they shit on him and it just goes back and forth. And so I think it's 
I don't know. I, I think it's just a an eye opener. Really, it doesn't really mean anything. It is what it is. Type of stuff it doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. First, first things second. first. Like he he says, it's hard being me. You're lucky it's you, but in doing so, you're kind of diminishing what it's like to be them, and in also mm-hmm. doing so, it's making it hard for them to be them. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I thought I, it was cool. I guess I just wasn't. I wasn't able to kind of put that into words, but I can see that. That was good. Yeah, that's 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 for sure my one B. What? I, that's crazy. Like even the song itself, I just it's rough. I, I'll you know what? I'm gonna play a little bit of it because you know why the hell not? So here's a here's pretty pink ribbon from the cakes. Without the pretty pink ribbon. There it is, pretty pink ribbon from Cake. From Cake, one of the closers of the of the record. It's good. It's very. It also kind of reminds me of a very kind of like fifties. I don't want to say doo wop, but it, no, it would be there. played like a, a, a like a school dance. You yeah. know, like like you're watching a movie like Happy Days or something or or something like that, and it would be a song played at a school dance, school homecoming or prom or something. Yeah, it's, it's just that's kind of yeah. It's just very basic. It's very basic in an approach, and it's just, there's no like chorus, there's no verse. It's just the same thing over and over and over, and it's all downstrokes, and it's it's so simple. And I I I think like going along with the lyrics and thinking that life is that simple. Life is simple as as saying you have it easy because you're a woman. You have it easy because you're a man. You have it easy because this. I think that simple kind of thinking, I think it's just a perfect like combination of lyric and music together. And it's, I can see that. And it's catchy. Yeah, and then I, I guess like when, when you think about relating the lyrics to the music, it's very 50s sounding. So you're kind of, you're kind of, I don't know, the the viewpoint is kind of like, how the guys have to try harder back then than they do now, I guess you could say, or than, than, than they did in, in the early two thousands where like 
you were trying to impress the girl. You were trying to do this. Like the girls had it so easy because they can get whatever guy they wanted. But I feel like by the time like the early 2000s hit, you know, the things have kind of changed, you know, like girls were much more selective of who they wanted to be with or who they wanted to date or whatever. That so was, maybe that's kind of what it is. That's that's what's so perfect about this song is is yes that's what that's kind of what he's getting at is how easy it is to be a woman you can just wear these tight jeans and you know just be a piece and everybody will give you whatever they want but but now you're you're pigeonholing women to be just one thing and if they're not in shape if they can't wear tight jeans to make them look like they're supposed to on the TVs or whatever, you're, you're, you're just, you're diminishing who they are because they don't fit whatever you think they're supposed to, whatever you think is making their life easy. And so I, I I think it's just, it's a terrible song, like morally, like he's a total douche for saying it, but it's, it's very interesting because you're right. Like going along the lines with the cover arts and the cake theme of just society really sucks. And and I I I agree. I think like the fifties, people thought like, oh, being a woman's probably really easy. You just have to work super hard at home and take care of the kids and cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner for everybody, and it's no big deal. Easy. <laughs> just make your husband happy. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Go to bed late and wake up early. It's not a big deal. Yeah. The husband have it hard. They got to go to work all day and fucking drink after work or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty big room. Watch dope. TV. Yeah. yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. Okay, so so that was your one B. Yeah. So then what, what do you got for your two B? Two uh, B, long line of cars. Ah, okay. This is my five B. This is my five B. Long line so of cars. What do you cars. think about this one? This is another groove song. This this matches the theme here. So like it just this song just keeps droning on, right? It just drones on, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's going somewhere, but it never does. Much in true true cake fashion. The ending a little bit kind of seems to crescendo a little bit, but again, we're left with nothing. Not even a relief note at the very end. It leaves us hanging completely. So that's, that's what I get musically, which goes along with like the, the lyrics lyrically, literally, I think it's about traffic. Where does traffic start? Where does it end? Like if you're ever driving in traffic, do you ever wonder like, when the fuck did this happen? Who is at the front of this (laughs) line? Like I do it every you know day. What I, mean? I did that today. Who, oh god. <laughs> Who was at the front was of this stuck fucking in line for over an hour? Oh god, uh, fuck that noise. For over an hour this morning, dude, from here to Yorba, from Yorba Linda out to fucking Temple City. Have you ever been to Temple City? I uh, know, but I know where it's at. Surprisingly. Yeah, I've I I never been there either, but it's past Rosemead and it's yeah. fucking far. Yes. It took me over an hour. And, uh, yeah, and it fucking sucked. And I was on, I was stuck in traffic on the 10 freeway. If anybody familiar with Southern California freeways, the 10 freeway, I was stuck out there and, uh, and yeah, it it was backed up, you know, parking lot and then just opens for no reason. No reason. But like, it just fucking opens up. You think who, who was doing, why is this happening? Who was doing this? Why is it stopped? And this reminds me of, of a scene in, 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 uh, Mission Impossible three i think it is where tom cruise is pretending to be some type of traffic guy who works for like the city and he he tells people Mm -hmm. you you can track the ripple effects of one person slamming on their brakes for miles and it's totally and it's totally true like you you really can and i think long line of cars like this song 
is musically about that and like metaphorically about that, literally about traffic. Metaphorically, like our society as a whole, we are part of this society and we make it worse individually, but we can't live somewhere else, right? We're all stuck in traffic. And until we're willing to not be in traffic, thus not, you know, not be a part of society or not be a part of what's making society worse, there's still going to be traffic. But we're always waiting for traffic to open up. We're waiting for someone else in front of us to go faster so we can go faster. But if nobody else, if it never opens up and no one else ever goes faster, we're still stuck in this, this, this horrible society. I think that's what Long Line Cars is about. See, I, I, I kind of thought something a little bit different. I thought something like a little bit more personal to him. I, I viewed the, the line of cars being all of the bullshit that's kind of like I've, this is from the viewpoint of somebody who, who's stubborn and sensitive at the same time. So he, he allows all of these, these shitty feelings to just kind of build up in his mind. So you, it, his mind is just muddled of just stuff and he doesn't know how to like just let things go because he's so stubborn, but he's so sensitive at the same time. So everything's just sitting there. And like, I think there's a line, this is like, don't think so gray or something like that. Like he only thinks he only views things black and white. So it's just like, it's either good or bad. And it's mostly bad in his mind because he's, because of the sensitivity and his stubbornness. So he never lets it go. So it's just a traffic jam of just emotions in his, in his mind. And that's, that's what I got from it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean that makes sense too. I mean, there's not a there's not a lot to go off of in this. There's there aren't a ton of lyrics on this song. So. I, I I will say like the ambiguity in his lyricism and kind of the complexity in the way he writes songs is just I I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought this would be much more like at face value. Yeah. <laughs> which it is at moments. Which it is at moments for sure. But. You know, you get songs like there's a couple. There's a there's a song about suicide on here too that it's pretty explicit, but the way he he portrays it is doesn't make it seem that way until you really look into it. But but anyway, th- this song, yeah, this one, I could be completely off off the rails here, but yeah, that's kind of how I viewed it and how in the end he just needs to get over it and just get past his stubbornness and his sensitivity, his oversensitivity, and just get on with life. So that, that, that's how I viewed this one. Literally. I like, like in my but, mind where I think a lot is in my mind. Yeah, I imagine I so. falling down the, the movie with Michael mm-hmm. Douglas when he's sitting in, I don't know if you've seen falling down, but like Michael Douglas is in traffic yeah, and the entire, oh, that, okay, I know what you're talking about. yeah, the entire movie is set off because he's, he's in LA traffic and he gets out of his car in the middle of traffic. He's like, fuck this. And then he leaves and just leaves his car there, door open. And then it goes on this rampage. But yeah. but like until we're willing to leave traffic, until we're willing to leave problems, whether it be like your personal problems or societal problems, until we're willing to leave that, if we're still just going to sit in traffic like a bunch of sheep, then nothing's really going to change because sheep go to heaven and goats, goats go, go to hell. <laughs> but for real, for real, for real, for real. For real, for real. It's a good song. Sure. It's my, it's, it's my TV. Sure. I love this song. I, I like how also musically I like how chunky the guitar sounds. Yes, it's just that 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 guitar tone. That's another thing with this band; they get the best they get the best tones out of every instrument. They do. Everything like every sounds perfect. It does. Like wh- whatever they're trying to convey, they they do it in the most perfect way. 
Every every time. Every it's pretty e- remarkable. Every clean tone that is on here, like here, the bass is sharp. It is. Yeah. It is. It is as sharp as it can possibly be. And then the trumpet's finally making an appearance again, coming back full force. And the trumpet yeah. sounds crisp. It's not overpowering. The bass is sharp. And the guitar clean tones are always very. There, there's there's like minimal minimal di- distortion in their clean tones, and I think it's it's an absolutely perfect tone. I love it. It's true, but this one this one does have does have more of a crunch to it, and it sounds really good when they when they when they do the crunch or the chunkiness in their guitars, dude. It's just they they know when to, they know when to bring it in, and this is one of those instances. Was this song so musically? I I, th- I think it's really really good too. Yes. Vocally, I mean, I don't know. Both, I like both interpretations. I think they're both, they're both very valid. And like what you were saying, they, they are a bit ambiguous at times, and that leads to these inter- interpretations. So, yes. there you go. So that was your number two. Yeah. Is that all you got to say about Long Line of Cars? That's all I got to say about that. Okay. So my number two, um, Arco Arena. Arco Arena, the uh, the instrumental, the instrumental. Sometimes this not was instrumental. So yeah, I mean it's pretty much instrumental. Come on, a few like shouts here and there, but nothing crazy. So it, it's a sh- very short song, but the acoustic guitar in this, oh my! They, once again, the tone, it's the tone, and it just it sets up. Not only does it sound good, but it sets up the entire. I guess you could say vibe or tone of the song. You know, it just, it's just, well, it's, it, it's really good. It brings up, it brings up the second half. Like this, this starts, I mean, literally the yeah. second half of the record coming off symphony. This is starting the second half of the record. This bleeds into comfort Eagle. This is, yeah. this is almost like an interlude rather than just an instrumental. But I, I, I said like sometimes because I guess they do sing, Sometimes when they play live, there are lyrics to this song. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, when they play the song live, I guess they add lyrics, but it's strictly like, like Sacramento nods. Because Arco Arena, I think, is is where the Kings play played or something okay. up in Sacktown. Who gives a fuck? Sacramento's dumb town anyway. Yeah, Sacramento is a terrible city. It, it, it breeds <laughs> like the worst. All the politicians go do what they call work in Sacramento for California. <laughs> <laughs> awful city whatever but it's a great instrumental track and and it's a cool tune like it, like i it sounds like it's played with minor chords or something it's a little heavy in tone but that clean nylon string sounding guitar it is just absolute money it sounds fantastic it is so crisp you can hear every single note and we we like a lot of times when you hear fingers sliding oh, and things so like sorry. that. But in this song, because it's so clean, and like he's not like noodling or going crazy or anything, so that's why it can be so clean. But because it's so clean, that that lends to like the overall concept of Cake just being a very basic band. And mm-hmm. and then and then the rhythm and guitar is throwing out so many chords. There are so many chords being thrown out by the rhythm guitar that it's 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 stupid. It's stupid. It really is. Like you don't need to do all those. Much like I was talking about in the other pod, where Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead throws out an E while Jerry Garcia is noodling, but Bob Weir will modulate that E fourteen different times. That's kind of what's going <laughs> on here. 
It's just it's a but very not, but not to the extreme like yeah, not yeah. to the extreme to where it's it's obnoxious like Bob Weir does it sometimes, but <laughs> but it's you know it's it fit it it it's just obnoxious enough to fit the music, but not too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So I'm gonna play a little bit of Arco Arena right now. So here it is from Kick. There it is, Arco Arena from uh, Cake. Damn, I almost forgot the name of the band. <clears throat> so listening, so listening to this this song this week, and especially right now, that that acoustic guitar line, that main lead line, I know I've heard it somewhere. This is like last week yeah, this, when this I couldn't figure time it in out. A row you said this, this, but I this time around, I just realized what it was. And there's a song on a Gorillaz record off of the Fall record that came out in 2010, my favorite Gorillaz record, that has that exact, almost that exact same guitar line. So I'm actually looking it up right now to see if there's any sort of like songwriting credit or anything like that. I mean, they're, they're, but, Gorillaz could throw out some homage. I, I think there's a song on, on this album that sounds like a card song that oh, okay. that you know throws like an homage out there the, the whatever yeah cuz i'm i'm looking right now just like very quickly i'm looking and i don't see any reference to this song on this gorillas record yeah there's there there's no reference to it but do there there is there is a guitar part on the record the fall that is that that almost exactly that same acoustic guitar line but I just remembered it. I'm so glad I actually remembered it this time or figured it out this time. It wasn't, it wasn't just you that, that recognized but couldn't figure out from the Yes album. We uh, Oh, yeah, because Chris did too. Friend of the pod, Chris, also recognized that it, that it was something else but couldn't quite put his fingers on it or thumbs yeah. or both. <laughs> I don't know what they do both. over in merry old England. Mm-hmm. Birmingham. They even call thumbs that was, thumbs. That was they probably call it something else. Do they even call hands hands? It's what probably like chips know. or something they call them. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It's not even funny. You know what's interesting is my first, the first yeah. five songs, <laughs> I have one banger. Really? And that, okay. is, that is just short skirt. The last... Interesting. The last or six through 11, I have... That's that's where my next five five bangers go. 
Actually, you know what? You're right. Boy, I'm the same way. My my first two bangers are short skirt and uh, and Arco, and then everything else is on the second half. So I'm the same way. Interesting. That's weird. That is. I didn't even think about that till right now. Yeah. As I was deleting things on my notes, I, I that's when I noticed that it's this is a very bottom heavy album, I guess, for yeah. me. And yeah, you. it is. Okay. So then what do you got for your for your three B then? three uh, B was short skirt. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. Two right. B yeah, so pink ribbon and then long line of cars and then short skirt. And then Arco Arena was my four B. Okay, so then I'll just get into my three B, I guess, right now. Uh so then my three B is Comfort Eagle, the title track. Uh this is just a heavier song with, with the guitar and drums really, but especially the guitar, that riff. It's so simple, but it, the heaviness of it is great. Uh, and then there's the, there's like that, I don't, I guess it's a guitar, that lead guitar, but it also kind of sounds like a mandolin. Maybe, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what is that? I don't know what that instrument is. It's Dick Dale. He's Dick Dale's coming in and he's throwing down his like surf rock Mediterranean <laughs> guitar tone. And that's, that's what's happening is it though? in this one. No, it's, it's really not Dick Dale, but that's. No, the, no, no, no. I know. But the tone. Yeah. Is that's, that surf? That's exactly. I mean, it's not surf, but I, well, I guess now, yeah, now that I think about it, it kind of can be surf, yes, because of so like Comfort Eagle is a, is a is essentially a cool extension from Arco Arena. Like those two songs sequenced fit together nicely. It is it is purposeful. Yeah. Comfort Eagle comes off Arco Arena on purpose. Like I said, is it is a more interlude from the first half to the second half. Comfort Eagle has that Middle Eastern like twang guitar yeah, sound. Yeah, what is that? I, I think it's just a guitar. Is it a guitar though? Is it? Yeah. Just like kind of reverbed and yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, it, couldn't, it, I couldn't it, quite I, place it. I thought it was just had a very like, it had a very real Dick Dale feel to it. And I've been to Sacramento three times in my life. And my limited amount of time there means that I'm an expert in Sacramento, I believe, absolutely, is a city that wishes they were like Huntington Beach, and so and they're not even a beach town. I know that's yeah, that's the problem. It's <laughs> an awful town. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sacramento sucks, dude. So like, I I, I uh. think I think it makes sense because Frisco has its own sound, but Sacramento is not like Frisco. They're very very different. They're both in the same area, but. Sacramento doesn't want to be Frisco. So I think Sacramento wants to be like like Southern California. And I think it makes sense if my three trips uh, do me justice. It makes sense that they are trying <laughs> to replicate like a Southern California sound, which is where the Dick Dale surf reverb Mediterranean guitar comes in. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. And it's so, like, the twang is so over the top. It's almost a joke. It's so prevalent. Like it's so it is. it's so in the front. It sticks out a lot. Like you can't yeah, it, miss it. It's true. And but then also that that moog that comes in too. That's some good stuff. There's I'm kind of a sucker for that. So there's some subtle moog over this album that comes in like like at these weird times. Yeah. But when it does and it's, it's not it's quiet, it creeps in and it's like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> and it's not and and usually when it comes in it's not it doesn't stay. Like it's only there for certain parts. It's not consistent. So it, it gives us it gives the song almost a sort of excitement, but it doesn't have that rising action like most songs do. Yeah. 
Like we we missed the rising action, as the German tourist I'm said. German tourist with the funny glasses told us. With the funny glasses, yes. <laughs> the ugliest fucking glasses. I ever. love those glasses. I would wear them all day. <laughs> They're so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where do you even get those? They're like tanning glasses. They're like tanning goggles <laughs> that have are, been turned into like glasses. That. Yes, you're you're very <laughs> close. Yes. Oh God! But much like he said, I missed I missed the rising action when I listened to this band. Where's the rising action? So. Ah man, but otherwise this song is really good. Um, lyric wise, what, what do you got on this one? Uh, I think I think this is about about the overbearing and very crazy world of people trying to change you. We see some examples here um, from like organized religion, the recording industry. I think the yeah. line that mentions sending a car to find you if you ever lose your mind shows yeah. that like we as a society again going. And then, like passing it on to Long Line of Cars song, like it's 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 easy, it's easy to lose ourselves because we we uh, we like it. It's easy mm-hmm. to lose ourselves and and be part of the the problem because of how <laughs> of how easy like big corporations make it. How easy like the government makes it. You know, it's yeah. like you don't have to think for yourself. Let us think for you. Let's let me send you a car, pick you up, like 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 casinos, right? Casinos will send you a car because Renee gambles. <laughs> she gambles big, and so yeah, she gets these these offers from like the Venetian, and they're like, yeah, dude, we'll fly you out for free. We'll send you a limo to pick you up from the airport, and then we'll mm-hmm. give you like a free room. And you think like, oh, what a deal! But then it's like, how much is that really costing the casino? And then how much is that really mm-hmm. costing us? And so it's 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 easy to lose yourself in these things when people are taking advantage of you. I think that's what Comfort yeah, Eagle is about. I think the the that, thought of the the title of Comfort Eagle, and 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 you know the the album title and everything, like if you just think about the words Comfort and Eagle, which are almost like antonyms in essence, like eagles are never associated with comfort and and being like calm yeah right eagles are predators our fucking national animal is a stupid eagle like who first of all who even thought that too like that's stupid right, yeah our, our national fucking <laughs> thing should be like a fucking t-rex or velociraptor or something what? eagles don't a bald a made eagle. up animal okay, a cool. made up animal <laughs> you think a velociraptor is a made up animal I mean, there's no. I mean, we got we got fossils and all, but oh, yeah. I mean, oh, so that that's what we're doing. If but they're not. I'm, you ever like, seen a rhino I would, I would in real rather, life? Then how you know a I would rather real? I would rather have an animal that that still exists, not a, one that existed billion or millions of years ago. Just I I I think comfort eagle is, is funny because it's so it, the, the contrast is there. Like nobody thinks of like an eagle and thinks like oh. That's comforting. You think like, oh, that's an apex predator. Let me follow it to see what it's about to dig its talons into and masticate mm-hmm. in front of me. Well, I feel like it, I feel like the the title Comfort Eagle is also a play on like the eagle being the bird of the United States, like the national bird of the United States, and it's like the U.S. It's like the U. U.S. propaganda or the or the media propaganda of like we'll comfort you we'll we'll be we'll be what we're gonna take care of you but in the end we're gonna rip you apart like a fucking bald eagle would yeah. you know so it's like it's like this false sense of security that you're being told to come into but in the end they're just gonna rip you apart much like you know like I agree with you like like his 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 
references to the music industry, to religion and everything. Like they'll pull you in and they'll make you feel good for a while, but then they're just going to fuck you up and spit you out at the end, much like an Eagle would. And much like, I think he's also like making reference to the government and making reference to, to the media just as a, as a whole within the United States. So I feel like it's a play on, on that as well. So it's kind of deep when you think about it. I, on, I, on this record again like i think i think all of his lyrics are very cynical but mm-hmm. in a way that is uh is 100 percent true and still rings true and even more true today than ever and i I, yeah. I think maybe a little ahead of his time maybe like a little more a little more rage like rage against the machine like a little more maybe, yeah. kind of like in that deep aspect but just not like the music didn't match. The, like, like the music was, I don't know. Like, like rage was so one-dimensional, great, yeah. but one-dimensional. Whereas Cake, they wanted you to think that they're one-dimensional, but they were so complex. But also, this is probably one of the heavier songs on the record. True, if not the heaviest song. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with like maybe they were trying to like, you know, be inspired by rage or kind of like an homage to rage against the machine only cake can do, you know? So I, maybe that's what it is too. Who knows? That is true. Big rage fans, big rage fans. Who isn't a big rage fan? Like you, you know, you don't, you don't like music if you don't like rage. Just, I know. I mean, fact. rage is just, they're universally like, that's fact. Yeah. They can be a little embarrassing at times, <laughs> but, but very, you know, whatever. very, very, very few times. Yeah. But when it happens, it's kind of like, Ugh. makes you a little uncomfortable how embarrassing it is but especially with tom morello okay all right all right all right anyway 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 um what do you got for your number four then what do you got oh no that was arco arena Yeah, four was arco arena five is love you madly let's get into that because that's my number four so and then then six for me is comfort eagle so after we do love you love you madly i'm done with bangers (laughs) and then my number five is long line of cars so, uh, so yeah, it kind of works out. So, love okay. you madly. We might as well just this do is, that song and then kind of finish it up. The intro here reminded me of just what I needed by the cars. That ding ding, ding oh yes. But I I don't think like any band ever after that song can ever do anything that sounds like it and then not be compared to it. Out True. of out of fairness, but it does it does sound just like it. And I, I can, well, I also I get on my head. I also put down for this song, Love You Madly, that, dude, I've heard this song, outside of this record, I've heard this song countless times in commercials, in TV shows, in so many things. This song has been put everywhere. It's so it's so simple. It's so vanilla, for, for I mean, lack of a better word. It's a very vanilla song, but it it's is. wildly catchy. So... I just I couldn't like hearing it again because I haven't heard it in years in the context of the record of this record and then just just I was like this weird it wasn't even nostalgia it was just like oh fuck I know this song I've heard this song I've heard this riff I've heard this intro hundreds of times just never knowing it was cake because I'm watching a commercial and they don't credit cake there's just a commercial about banks or something like that you know like that, what was that? That stupid bank commercial, the You're the One? Because that, you're oh the God, one. Dude, it's the fucking worst. That's like Bank so One. It's, it's like one of the, America or something. Yeah, Bank One Mutual or something like that. <laughs> but 
yeah, it's fucking terrible. So that's kind of what this song is. Like I've just I see it in so many bullshit ads. But uh, so, what what do you what do you got on this one? Do you want to play it? What do you want to do? What whatever, whatever you want to do. I, I like I like how the bass and guitar play off each other. Both have like their own unique groove, mm-hmm. but they find a way to kind of flow with each other. And it's 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 kind of the only time on the album where they're both noodling on their own, but start and end in the same point, kind of like in a jazzy way. It doesn't sound jazzy, but it's it's kind of like in a jazzy delivery. Okay, I dig that. I dig that. I like it. I feel like this is like I was saying. This is like a perfect, a perfect song to make money too. It's like when when people have write TV jingles, like they know what they're doing, and I feel like this is what what he was doing with this song. Like he knew he wanted to put this song out as like a jingle, not not to make the record successful, but to make himself money by selling it to other to selling it to corporations that's what i feel this song is but it's one of those few moments where it actually is actually a pretty damn good song damn my lyrics my lyric read through now like coincides with that that money grabbing aspects i thought like literally this was about being in a, in a relationship and then only thinking about the present and not looking yeah. at like the future which i mean there's really nothing wrong with like living in the moment type of thing yeah. but usually like as humans and and we, societal pressures we take things farther we start to get to know people and, and get more involved with their significant other and this song was he didn't want nothing to do with that he wanted no part of that he wanted just the right now part but i think like that's interesting that you say that he's writing a song just to make money right now that's what it seems like i don't know and i'm i'm basing that strictly on the the music itself and the the melody of the song. And the, I mean, it, it, it fucking opens up with like a, a play on just what I needed by the cars, which is, yeah. I'm, that's iconic. another one that just, I, I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you. And makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just play a little bit of love you madly and then we'll, we'll get more into it. Here we sure. go.
There it is. Love you madly from Kink. The Kink. Dude, this song, even even in the context of this record, this uh, this song doesn't really fit too because it's it doesn't have that quirkiness. It's just straight up pop rock. Yeah. And and that that open opening guitar riff or that opening kind of instrumental part that that is catchy that dum dum. I can't wait. I can't even do it right that now. That's close. Voice, That's fine. No, it wasn't even close at all. But it feels like I'm watching like a car commercial. Like you're watching like a Jeep commercial and they're like, they're going through like a rugged terrain of like, like a jungle or like a forest or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's open road and they're flying across the desert. It's just like, it's, it, it, it looks like a car commercial to me. When I listen to it, I think of a car commercial. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. Like that song, just what I needed is in all, it was in a lot of car commercials like it's that is a joke song and that album by the cars is pop rock i guess at its best but yeah what it's most used i guess so it's you know it's to make a song that that seemingly starts off the same and then i don't know checks all of the boxes of, of what makes a good song chord progression wise vocal melody wise things like that it's fine mm. it's okay but I, I i like to think that that there's a little bit more to it than just writing a song to get rich and famous. Cause I don't, I just, I don't think that's, that's what, that's what John's about. Yeah, I, I agree. I, he does. I mean, I don't know him obviously, but I know he doesn't seem like that. Kind of, he, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, uh, based off of everything that he's put out with cake. You know, it's just, and look at the video, like the video, they could have done oh, something. This is like arguably the, one of the most boring music videos that has ever been done. I know it is so like I love cooking shows I love watching cooking shows (laughs) but like this is so lame dude I was watching I was I was when a couple nights ago I was (laughs) I was just watching the cake music videos and I threw this one on and Tammy's like ooh what what is he cooking yeah she she thought it was a show right she thought it was like real and and like I for like a minute I was just like let her like kind of go with it because I was like, where? When's the joke gonna start? Like, why are they cooking a pumpkin? Like, where's the joke? No. Just, and then it, after like a minute, I'm like, there's no joke. This is like, just weird cake. And I told her like, yeah, this is just a music video. Like, I'm not sure if this is a joke. And she was like, really interested in the cooking. And then, and then of course, fucking Rick James comes out. Phyllis Diller comes out with her whole getup. And it, when once Phyllis Diller came out, I was just like, dude, this is. It's. I was just. I thought it was so funny because Phyllis Diller is just. She was out of her mind. Like, just out of her mind. Funny. She was just so hilarious. She, she was so reserved. Rick James was so reserved, and it was just. <laughs> it was literally like watching Beat Bobby Flay. Like it was just like watching Cutthroat Kitchen or something. It was so boring. And then what they were yeah. cooking. Like I watch a lot of cooking shows because Renee watches a lot of cooking shows. Yeah. What they were cooking. That ain't no joke. They made a fucking full-on meal in an hour. Like, I don't know if, if they actually cooked those meals, but that was no joke. That was a lot of work that is only for, for next-level chefs. <laughs> that, was not, that was not no picnic that they cooked. Oh, it was so dumb. And that, that's the craziest thing, too. It's because, like, everything about the video was so serious, but then you throw in those two in there of Rick James and Phyllis Diller and and see that's another thing that makes this band so or this this album so interesting music video wise and musically really 
So when you look at a video like short skirt, long jacket, that was like one of the very first reaction videos. And especially one of the very first reaction videos where the band was okay with people criticizing them and then putting it out there. Because obviously nowadays on with YouTube, there are just millions upon millions of reaction videos. That's what like probably what a, at least a quarter of YouTube is. <laughs> yeah, people reacting to something, you know? But back in 2001, there was, I mean, there were, obviously there was no YouTube. The internet was still in its, still in its infancy, especially social media wise. And there was no such thing as a, like a proper reaction video, like, like short skirt. That was, that was unheard of. And I feel like that's why it was so popular. And that really was the lead up to what we kind of know now as YouTube and what's on, or at least what's on, what's posted on YouTube and what's popular on YouTube are all these reaction videos. And it's crazy. And then when you look at the cooking shows, this, even, even like the video for Love You Madly, I think this, this is like a setup for what we were going to see with like American Idol or seen with with any cooking show because before that or celebrity chef, because at this point in 2001, there were no shows like with celebrities on them. There were no shows like with celebrity guests or celebrity judges. It was always just, it was either you, it was like a, if it was like a, a judgment show, it was like very, very serious. So I feel like this is like the beginning of all of the bullshit that we have nowadays. Uh, I mean, I, it I, was very ahead of its time. I agree and disagree. I agree because I mean, I don't know when it happened, but there was a turning point in cooking shows, right? When we were kids, you turn on the Food Network and you would literally yeah. watch Rachel Way or Paula D cook fucking food. But then yeah, that, that was it. There was no some, judging. Sometime it turned into like competitions. I disagree saying that the competitions are dumb. I love the competitions. <laughs> but in the end, we all know they're, they're <laughs> stupid, silly, and dumb. They're, you know? But they're better. Actually, it's funny because like, I, at first, I thought they were better than just watching like Rachel Way cook, but now I wish I would just watch somebody cook something that I want to cook, and like teach <laughs> me how to do it. Because now, Cause, yeah, because then you're now they go to something. YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. that's funny. So yeah, you know, you're right though. Like this is this is a basic song that is cheesy, and like everything about it is cheesy, and the video is is dumb, and it's man, this band is so dumb. They're so dumb, but I feel like they were very they were very cognizant and they were very like they knew what was going to be popular in the end. Like they, they were the first to do, do this. Like they're, I don't know. I, I give, I give them so much credit for these, especially these two music videos. Cause I feel like they're, they're ahead of their time for they're, sure. Ahead of their time. If you were to show, they predate all that shit. If you were to like show somebody a picture of like Rachel right now, someone who's never watched cooking shows or whatever, they, they may recognize her. But if you play like short skirt or like the distance, people know the song. And I think that's the difference True. between like the Babe Ruth quote from Sandlot, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Never die. Yeah. Cake is cake are now like legends. I, I feel like they are, yeah. I feel like they are. And they were never like and the craziest thing too is that they were never this like this mainstay. They were never this like legendary band. But I feel like these two videos they are legendary because they, 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 they represent what was to come within like reality TV, really real reality TV. Cause you can argue that reaction videos are reality TV just in a short version. But like, but, yeah, I get going again back to the reaction video. It's like, 
to show somebody like a fail or somebody falling or something shocking and then watching their reaction is one thing, but to, mm-hmm. to give somebody a, a, or, or let somebody listen to short skirt, that song is not crazy. It is not, no, <laughs> you know, it's not like groundbreaking. It's not something so insane. And then watch their reaction. Everyone's reaction. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I don't like it. No, it's whatever. Like those Boring reactions boring from reaction, a boring yeah. song by a boring band is it's some next level shit. It really it is, is next level. And and when you think about like reality shows, like because I, I feel like American Idol was the first like negative reality reality like judging show where you had because Simon Cowell obviously was was an asshole on on the show, and so that was like two years after. Say it was two years after this video, and so I feel like producers and and people at network saw like you know this video was this video was huge at the time in 2001 it was like one of the the most requested videos on tv at the time and then they see okay well we can we see all this reaction to just like normalcy and just kind of like weirdness so let's like just make a total fucking asshole and see how that or make make a character on our reality show a total asshole and see how that goes and that's what american idol did with simon cowell you know, they, they had, there was enough balance there with like the good, the good singers and the good auditions, but everybody loved all the the shit stuff and they loved his, Simon Cowell being an asshole. So I feel like really that video is the start of what we know as modern, modern judgment, modern reality judgment, I guess you could say. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. To I, di- I was kind of blown it's, away. It's hard to disagree because like American Idol for sure started when we were in high school and that's how I, I, I gauge everything yeah. is, is when we we're in high school. So like yeah. American Idol for sure started in high school and I know it started after this. Oh, it totally was. I think it was like 2003, 2004 when American, the first season of American Idol, which I watched. I mean, me and who did it, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Everybody fucking watched the first it, yeah. four seasons of American Idol were great. I watched like Three the first seasons. two. Yeah. I watched, I think I watched the first two and then I was kind of over it, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I I was into it just like most of America. I was, I was, I was a high school kid. I was dumb. So well, it was the, the first, whatever, whatever it's worse. The the first couple seasons were were interesting. They were good, but it was just like an an extrapolation of what Cake did in three minutes. Yeah. and it's also it's also like a, a a viewpoint of like how we we started to transition as a society from watching like all this uplifting stuff, all this positive affirming stuff to watching people fail. Because even when we did the CKY episode a few weeks ago, we talked about how like Bam kind of revolutionized the whole skate industry, video industry with watching, because he was like the proponent of like, watch me fail a bunch of times and then watch me succeed doing the trick. So you have, so he kind of like, he was very much into like the crash and burn and, and the funniness and the silliness of it all. And then eventually, you know, that's what everybody started doing. You started to get more TV shows, more reality shows like Jackass and then everything after Jackass, like just watching people like fuck up and fail and like shows like Survivor. Like, I mean, I was never into that show, but that show was all about people fucking up. Love you know, there was there was never really anything positive affirming with those shows. Even to this day, there's nothing really like that. So it's like a lot of these early guys like 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 Bam with skate videos. He kind of that didn't start it, but he kind of made it popular the guys in cake, you know, they were early promote proponents of this style of entertainment. 
So it's it's the self I don't know, it's, it's a self deprecating aspect of it because I mean skate videos yeah. were around long before Bam, but what Bam uh-huh, did uh-huh. was instead of instead of showing fifteen lands on a trick with one to fail, it was like fourteen fails with one, one trick that landed. And so it's it's that self deprecating fact. It's it's that humbling aspect that makes people want to watch for whatever reason other people fail at things. Whether it be yeah, because it humanizes them or because we like to watch people fail, I don't know. But I think at some point, I think at some point it started as a humbling thing, like, like to kind of show that we're all kind of normal and human. Like these people doing all these crazy things are normal and human. But then I think it got to the point where it became so marketed and it became so much like let's just watch the failures, let's make the failures and the shitty people seem better than everybody that's good, you know. Like when you look back at early, I mean, bring it back to American Idol. Like you remember William Hung. You don't yeah. remember like the first four season winners. Like maybe I one, do. Like Kelly Clarkson. Like Kelly Clarkson. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, you know? Clay Aiken, Fantasia, and then Carrie Underwood. First four. Boom. Okay, but outside of Carrie, uh, uh, um, Kelly Clarkson. Outside of her, Kelly Clarkson. What do you? What other songs do you remember by any of those other four artists? You don't. Uh, you none. remember? You remember William Hung? doing she bangs you know <laughs> i mean you remember that <laughs> that's what you remember love it and you remember the video you remember how he moves and he dances you remember what he how he's dressed you remember all that it's because we're, clarkson we're a society you remember since we've been gone we are a society that likes to make fun of people but pretend that we are on their side and that's exactly. like that's like william hung william hung we're everybody was making fun of him and even still to this, like when I just laugh, like it's because he was he was funny, and like I don't know him, and I don't, I'm not going to look him up, and I don't care to know him because we are a society that that likes to make fun of people and mm-hmm. and not really care about who they are as people. Not that we don't care about them as people, it's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're a society of dicks. Yeah. We are, we are, and then we all pretend that we actually care. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make fun of like William Hung, and then you know. It, I don't know. I'm not even going to go down that path. Never mind. But it, because it's it's true. Like if William Hung, I don't know. Because he is so iconic, though. Like if he had like a GoFundMe because he got cancer, he got sick. People would donate to it just as much as they would donate to Clay Aikens. But yeah, there's so many more William Hungs than there are Clay Aikens that people don't care about. Like the guy who did the D's nuts thing, right? Oh God. Like that was a funny video, but we laughed because he was funny, and but not because he was like a funny guy. We knew we were making fun of him, and yeah, like yeah, it's much. fucked up. Yeah. And he died. Mm-hmm. He's dead. No, did he really? He's dead. The D's nuts guy died. Yeah, he died like last year. What? Uh, he's gone. So I don't know of saying D's nuts too much. I don't know. <laughs> no Dude, way. how great? He died. How great would it be though? Like. Your 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 dying words, your dying confession. You just say, you say, you say, everybody, come close, come close, come close. And you're, you just go, these nuts, and then fucking die. Oh, no, but you gotta say, Epic. got him before you die. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say the got him. Come on, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, oh my god, that would be the ultimate way to go. <laughs> There's nothing better. There's nothing better. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be so good. <laughs> Caught him dead. 
or oh. even if it was like a whisper, like like a whisper to somebody, like saying, "These nuts." And then got him, <laughs> and then just like end it. Like it doesn't have to be a yell, like in the video. It's, it could be like a whisper would be better. <laughs> wow, that's one of the funniest things I've heard in like fucking a week. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That would be so good. I'm crying. <laughs> that would be so funny. I'm gonna bring that up. Oh, I'm gonna bring that up casually in conversation <laughs> now. That's good. Oh, you know, damn, Gina. <laughs> All right, so do we got anything else on Love You Madly? <laughs> no. We kind of we really went down a rabbit hole on that one. Yeah, I don't That's know okay. how we ended up there. Yeah, that was wild. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is uh this is a great album. It was good. A lot of a lot of good stuff. I we still I still have a bunch of notes and everything else, but whatever. It's well, fine. We can talk about other stuff. No, it's it's fine. We we got the bulk of it down. We yeah, got the bulk. Yeah. We got of the it. best of the best. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you know, honestly, we, we've we've agreed upon almost everything when it comes to bangers. Like all of our bangers match just in slightly different order, but all of our okay songs are pretty much the same. So it's kind of nice for the most part. I yeah, I I think Shadow Stabbing is the only other song lyrically that I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, it was you know it's fine. We we went over it, so it's cool. I'm 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 happy yeah. with it. That's a pretty dark song too. I mean, it just I think that one is straight up about suicide, and there's nothing, there's nothing really hidden in that song. Oh but. well, if we're if we're if we're getting into let, it, let's I do we'll a, get into actually, it. Actually, let, let's do it really quick too, because I did want to mention that main guitar riff in that song is very uh, authority song from Jimmy Eat World. Ooh. Very much that. Did you pick up on that? It no? does. It goes from being like a rock band to a more loose funk sound. And mm-hmm. that's what Authority Song does. The Authority Song hits that 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 guitar riff in the middle or in the beginning, and then eventually goes into a punk sound. But there's a little bit of funk in there. There's a little bit teeny like that. Those chicka chickas that going on. So yeah, I get it. It's a little carefree, and I also got kind of like a Sugar Ray kind of vibe here. Yeah, I can I can see the Sugar Ray. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely more pop oriented. Which is, you know, interesting too because lyrically the song is way dark lyrically. Um, so it's that it's that that opposite that opposite thing when it comes to songs, which is interesting. Yeah. But it's a nice contrast. It's fun. Yeah, it's very it's kind of explicit lyrically too. He's pretty uh pretty straight up with it about his suicidal thoughts and ideations and stuff. So I don't know. I, I think it's an important song to to just kind of bring up at least for lyrically and and that riff because it's like authority song. So authority song. Dude, that song is so good. So do you have anything else? What what else do you have on shadow stabbing? No, that was it. I, I think the idea of shadow stabbing also. I mean, I I didn't think it was straight like suicidal stuff, depression for mm-hmm. sure. But I think it's it's stemming from like a problem the narrator can't seem to fix. So like mm. so like the, the the title shadow stabbing right. It's playing on the idea that if you literally stab a shadow, you're mimicking the real thing without actually doing it. So if you mm, want to kill that. somebody, but you're too scared, you're too unsure to do it, you stab their shadow. It feels like it looks like you're doing it, but you're not actually doing it. So it's kind of that that play on 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 
depression where I want to do something, but I can't quite pull myself to do it. So I will do something a little bit less to make mm-hmm. myself feel a little bit accomplished or whatever. And the imagery of a typewriter and, and like the, and the fighter aspect, it builds on the thoughts that we formulate before entering a fighter argument before we, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, when we're younger and we tell our, our significant others or be told this, we need to talk or you, <laughs> you get that text. We need to talk. Like that's never a good text. That's, no, that's I, ne- who the fuck? Like what? And it, what? It, it, <laughs> even talking about it, it's so cliche to talk about, but it's like one of the most real, realistic scenarios everybody can relate to. <laughs> Nothing good ever. You know? We need to talk. I just won the lottery. Like never fucking happens. It's no. just, it's always <laughs> negative. And so like yeah. that, that, I don't know that that, that typewriter that typewriter oh. thought where 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 you formulate arguments you, you you say okay if I say this they may say this if they say this then I will I will come back with this so you start you know you start loading your gun you start you start loading your <laughs> arguments and and, yeah. and I think that also ties into like the steel eye and tight jaw the steel eye is like that death stare the tight jaw mm-hmm. represents like a sort of a uh, tight-lipped about your your true feelings, and I think this is just about like some some problem that that the narrator can't fix, and maybe doesn't want to fix, or maybe doesn't have the heart to fix, or whatever, and it leads to mm. like a manic depression. Okay, I mean that's that's a I, I actually really like that interpretation. That was that's something very different, but it may it could it could very well be that, or it could be a mixture of both, honestly. I mean, no matter Knowing what, how this ambiguous is a, he is, this is a, this is a sad song for sure. Oh yeah, totally. And then throwing in the fact that it's so poppy and pop rock. Yes, you know, pop rock. Just, pop rock. Yes, pop rock. rock. Greatest band ever. <laughs> um, but no, this is this is this was a really good one. Sad at times too, lyrically, depending on kind of how you're viewing it. But yeah, agreeing with you, man. Like that that moment where. Yeah, we've all we've all been there. We need to talk. Oh fuck! Hey, here we go. Yeah, or I need to tell you something, or you know, <laughs> yeah. something along those lines. It's like, oh, dude, like what the fuck? And then, like, depending on where you're at in that relationship, is how yeah. you take it. It's like yeah. we need to talk, and then you think like, oh my god, my world is ending. That means like <laughs> you're gonna get crushed hard, or yeah, or it's like, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like we need to talk, and you're like, oh, finally, fuck yeah, I can get I'm off the hook. Then it's then it's like you you've you've probably been kind of a dick for the past couple months. <laughs> yeah, or or depending on on the on the text or call you get, it's like okay, I know I'm at fault here, or I know that this other person is at fault. Like you know, like you kind of know how to gauge it. Yeah, like we need to talk. Like like I know that like she yeah I mean you pretty much already kind of said it too. Like I we like she, they want to say I want to break up or like I know you did something fucking stupid. And I'm ready to like rip you apart. <laughs> yeah. So you just, I mean, dude, we've both been there. It's just, it's, it's, it's fucked. <laughs> we, we were kids. Like we, you learned, like we're not, I don't yeah. know. We've done a lot of very bad things to people and it's, we've learned yeah. from it. We've grown from it. We are better for it. And unfortunately it's, it comes at the expense of others, but we can only move also forward. Done, but also those, those other people that we've done stuff to have done things to other people. Right, you know, it's, it's just, just not, it's not like it's not one sided too. Humans are bad, so, bad for the beings. Most part. We are awful, awful beings on this earth, and oh yeah, we treat each other 
worse than we treat the earth. And so it's, it's just all we can do is learn. All we can do is move forward. Most importantly, it is what it is. No, well, it's not, but okay. First things first, second things second, you know. I've never heard anybody ever say second things second. So that's, if I've well, heard somebody that say that in RL, like in real life, well, I would lose my okay. shit. Well, go go listen to that song. Go listen to that song. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Hold on, hold on. I was I was I, watching King imagine. of the Hill and and Peggy who who I I've always really disliked, but she's in the early terrible. in the early season she's actually a really really good mom. She's very very strong, very independent, but they write her off in the later seasons as just being obnoxious. But she says this thing, she says uh fucking bitch, woman, fucking goddamn what she say? Is that what she oh, says? She says it's she, they're, they're looking for something. She says, it's always in the last place you look. And then there's like a little pause and like that. it zooms in on her face and she's because after you find it, you stop looking. And it's like a total joke <laughs> on like that saying. And I thought that was so funny. That is actually really good. <laughs> that is really good. I've never thought of it like that. It's always in the last place you look because after you find it, you stop looking. <laughs> like it's such a oh. douchey way to like call somebody out for saying a cliche term like that. Oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> Okay, so I'm looking at the lyrics to this Imagine Dragons song. So the song itself is called Believer. Terrible fucking song. I'm not even going to play it because we'll probably get flagged for it anyway. So, so, so the lyrics are, some of the lyrics are, first verse is first things first, second verse is second things second. And then at the very end, well, not only that, but they, like, they say that it multiple times throughout the song. So like, they pretty Ugh. much re- like repeat the same verses over and over again. Almost like their choruses, which is really annoying. But then, <laughs> what they put at the end is "last things last." Last so, things last. Things last. Yeah. So, I forgot about that until right now when I was going through the lyrics. But yeah, no, that song is fun. Not only is just everything about that song is terrible. The lyrics, the music, the vocals, everything is just awful. So, have like, you ever heard that song? No. I, so, <sighs> I don't understand Imagine Dragons because I think. The, the, what little music I've heard from them is just absolutely awful, but it's so bad. I did, you know, I for a brief period I did follow a different podcast, and they're a big fan of Dan, mm-hmm. and Dan is a fun guy. Dan uh, Reynolds, yeah, the singer. Oh, are you talking about Blink One Fifty Five? I don't want to bring the name <laughs> up, but Fuck yeah, it, let's do it. Dan's a fun guy, and I don't understand. He seems so super cool. Yeah, like how how that fun of a guy can be in such a stupid fucking band i don't i don't understand it either i feel like actually you know so i I still listen to that podcast every once in a while because they're not a blink podcast anymore but i still listen when when they do a song that i like i'll listen and it was like two weeks ago they were doing uh, they were doing a, a punk song they were doing um no they were doing a green day song and they were talking about how how some bands start off super cool and then they they never are able to regain that coolness but then there are some bands who start off really cheesy. So once they do something cool, they already have the fan base of the cheesiness. But then they're also respected by by others because what they're doing later in their career is really cool and really good. And he was referencing kind of Imagine Dragons in that, in that you know he created all this like really cheesy, stupid shit. But I guess like down and deep down in the surface, he does some really cool stuff. And same with the guy from Fun. Because they're friends with the guy from Fun as well, Ugh. or the format, and it's the same situation. Like they, they kind of they've done a lot of stupid shit, 
but then they've done enough but they did that stuff first and then now they're kind of like going back and doing cool stuff so it's okay so it's he, he brought up like the the idea that like depending on what they do first is how you can kind of how you how people kind of view them from like a, a good standpoint I don't know if that, that makes any sense. It, it makes total sense because like what you're saying is, I mean, we, we do judge bands based off of this. And my favorite band of all time is based off of this mindset is your report card. Like Weezer yeah. started off their first two albums are absolutely perfect. And they will be my favorite band forever because of something they did fucking 20 years, 30 years ago, almost. Yeah. So that's your report card does say a lot about you and, but yeah. I feel like it's how you, it's how you start out. So it's like if you make like a a few shitty like pop records in the beginning, but then like four or five records down, you're starting to make these like awesome like I don't just say prog records or like really good prog records or really good punk records, metal records. You're like, wow, this shit's really good. I never knew this band could do that. So you end up like respecting the band, even though you don't like the earlier stuff. You end up liking their stuff more because of what they've done later. But then if a band does the opposite of that, like Green Day or Weezer where everything up front is so good, but everything after that is mediocre to bad. Like you judge those two bands very, very differently. That is true. So it, it, it was, a, it was, a, it was an interesting take from Josiah when he was talking about that, but it, it makes perfect sense. Well, it's the idea of progress rather than, you know, like downsizing your yeah, sound. True, true, true. Very true. But Green Days, that's not, that's not entirely fair. Cause some of the stuff, you know, six albums later is better than 39 Smooth and Kerplunk. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. American Idiot is not that bad. American it's pretty Idiot's good. Bad. It's pretty good. American Idiot's bad. No, it's bad. It's okay. Bad. Well, it's pretty it's good. It's not that good. Yeah, some good Father stuff. of All, it's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> you know, it's so, like, untrue. <laughs> Okay, so um, do we, what, what do we got? Do, do we have to? Do we want to talk about anything more, or do you want to wrap it up and give our our ranking, our ratings, and then finish you, it? Or what? Do no, you I'm I'm good. I all of my major talking points I'm done with. Okay. I uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna give you. Okay, so we uh, we have a three point ranking. Oh, dude, yep. we have a three point three rating point system. <laughs> Where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but you should give it a shot, and zero is a trash fire. So uh, so what are your final thoughts, Jeff, on this record and uh, your rating? What do you got? Go. So like when, when I usually listen to this, when we usually listen to this, we, we do like this album first, right? Our, our album of the week is first, listen to yeah. it once, and then go through the discography, including the album of the week. And then mm-hmm. do like the notes afterwards, you know, another lyric listen through, another music listen through. When I first listened to this on its own, I thought it was okay. I was like, dude, this is dumb. Like, this is just, <laughs> this is so vanilla. This is so stupid. This is just, uh, this is stupid. This is fucking, this is, oh, this is so basic. I can't even imagine. But then going through it, like going through Cake's discography, and I, 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 Started with Motorcade, like that's their first album. That's where I would start, obviously, at the beginning. First things first, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> yeah. And and I um I said, Okay, this is weird because this is also very stupid and very simple. Like, did they ever get better? And then going from the two to three to four to five to six, they don't get better. 
but then they kind of do. So what that means. <laughs> it's so hard to explain. I know. What that means is this band really, really tries hard to be boring. This band tries their damnedest to be boring, to be vanilla. These are like the guys at the party who just talk about, I don't know, fucking something so seemingly boring. But the moment you engage in conversation, they are fucking experts at whatever they are talking about. These are the Captain Holtz of like okay. this genre. Captain Holt is seemingly the most fucking boring drab person on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a fantastic <laughs> comedy TV show. But oh, so on the surface, he is like the most boring person ever. But the more you watch, the more you listen, the more you love. And that is with, that's, that's Cake, man. Cake, I just... Even though I hated some of their later albums... I just I cannot I cannot get away from this. I thought this was so interesting. And this is one of the most interesting bands that we've done in a long time. Yeah. Maybe even ever because of their of their sound. A lot of bands that, that that we do that are interesting have a unique sound that is unique to them. But Cake is a sound that is unique to them, but it's masked in in mediocrity. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can see that. This band is a is a C plus student that is that really is in cr- crazy smart, but wants everyone to believe they're a C plus student, and that's it. I, I don't <laughs> maybe, even I don't even fucking the, know, man. Maybe the greatest C plus student of all time. I can't even, dude. I don't even know. I I literally I cannot even like. I can't put my thumb on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to properly articulate how I feel about this band, other than the fact that this is the most interesting, boring band I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what a weird combination—a <laughs> combination that shouldn't exist. And that is, but that is what they want. That is, ex- I feel like that's exactly what they set out to do. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. So this is not my favorite album by them. Um, I, I would buy a lot of their albums on vinyls, but they're. Fucking crazy expensive, of so course, because yeah. I'm with a little cuck now. Never, but, um, they've they never really repress uh, repress them. So yeah, they just annoying. whatever. So, yeah, so this is uh, this is this is great. I had a great time with it. Um, I probably give this a solid. This is a solid two point five. This is a Ooh. rock. Oh yeah, boy. because this record. I think Damn. I think like musically, it's not there for me. I think Motorcade. Mm-hmm. I think Motorcade's a, a, a perfect three. I really do. I think Motorcade is a perfect three. Musically, it's just some of the, it's some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. It's it's <laughs> it's fucking insane. And like, it, and we talk a lot about like like these huge prog bands like Magma and Yes and 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 these other bands. And it's like, dude, they achieved that kind of mind blowing stuff with doing basic <laughs> shit. Do we we've literally talked about the polar opposites when it comes to bands? We go from yes to fucking cake, <laughs> but yet they've just they're just so wildly impressive. Impressive, yeah, yeah. Impressive is the best word, yeah. But I, they just do this polar opposites of one another. Like like yes tries so, and you can hear it a lot. Yes tries oh, yeah. so hard to be edgy and and, and to be fantastic and and i mean we just i don't want to rehash what we already talked about last week 
but cake also in the same vein they try really hard to be not they try mundane. really hard to be mundane to be boring <laughs> to be vanilla to be plain old people yeah the, mm-hmm. the, this is the best plain old people band i've ever heard better than the foo fighters huh yeah, oh, dude, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters <laughs> try hard to not be plain old people, but are plain old people. <laughs> so two point five for you, wow. Yeah. All right. So my final thoughts. I mean, they're, they're mine and Jeff's experience with this one is a little bit different because I did have some nostalgia with it, and I've I have heard this record many times. This and Fashion Nugget, like I said, but going through their discography, kind of it really changed my my viewpoints on this band. And I agree with you way more than I had prior uh, to listening through. And the fact that, you know, they are, they are a boring band, but they do it intentionally. Like they know what they're doing. They're very, very calculated, or at least they come off like they are very calculated with what they do and they just kill it. They kill it every step of the way. They don't have a bad record. This record, I mean, short skirt, long jacket. I think it's an absolute genius of a song with, instrumental instrumental wise vocally lyrically i think it's just and the videos the videos for that that song are just it's perfection that that song through and through is perfection and this record for the most part is it's fantastic there's no duds no no really low points a lot of good high points and with that said i mean you touched upon a lot already so i'm not going to rehash it but i'm gonna have to give this one a 2.5 as well I don't think, I mean, I would never give any cake record above a 2.5, but yeah, no, this, this record is absolutely solid. If it was like 20 bucks or less, I'd for sure get it. On <laughs> but it's 20 bucks or less. Oh, come on. It's coming Damn. from you, you fucking cheapskate over here with vinyl. Get the fuck uh, no, but like if we do an album of the week, if I saw Supernatural even on vinyl for like 15 bucks, I'd buy it. Buy Santana? Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. You just, just for like pure joke aspect and 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 nostalgia purposes. That's even then, it's not worth it. That's 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 just silly boy talk. Come on, <laughs> the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. SBT. Ah, oh, God. Okay, so do we have anything else to say about this one, or what do you want to do? No, that's it. That's all. Okay. So, uh, so go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate and review us on there. Uh, give us five stars. Don't give us shitty. Don't be a Bocephus. Don't give us uh, one star or anything like that. Don't be dumb. Don't Idiot. be dumb. Um, also, keep listening. Thank you all for listening for as long as you have. Um, and social media at Ask Night Radio if you didn't already know. And we're pretty far along. So let's just get the fuck out of here. Sure. And that's it. That's all. There it is. Dang, get your buddies and their heinies. Buddies and heinies, yep. It's all you need in life. All you buddies need in life. Buddies and heinies. <laughs> Diet. This has Burt McCracken, the singer from boy. The Boys. This song was, it was stupid. I mean, it was just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, I was trying to interpretate it the best way I could for myself. Interpretate it. In, wait, wait. How do they interpret? Interpret when you when you when you when you uh, in, in post when, when you're splicing this one up and you hear yourself <laughs> say interpretate oh, that'll no. be a good one. Interpretate that'll no. be a fun one.
Interpretate. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's so bad. It's so terrible. It's, no, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Interpret.